Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to Second Big Podcast. Wait, what are your powers again? I'm Zancy Weber. Booyah! I'm Sebastian. Yeah, I, I need friends. And I'm Alex. Okay. My man. And today we are reviewing Justice League, starring Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, Jason Momoa, Ray Fisher, Jeremy Irons, Diane Lane, Connie Nielsen, J.K. Simmons, Kieran Hines, Amber Heard, Joe Morton, Lisa Lovin, Kongsley, and Ingvar Egbert Sigurdsson. Directed by... Zack Snyder, written by Chris Terrio, Joss Whedon, and Zack Snyder. All right, let's get this over with, shall we? Yes. Is that what everyone on the set of this film said? Yep. Day one? All right, here we are. Let's yeah. just... Let's just pound it out. So much so that Zack Snyder had to leave early. Ooh. <laughs> but that's... Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Are we sad about it? I'm not. I don't care. Oh, okay. <laughs> On behalf of Second Take Podcast... <laughs> that is not the official stance. Yeah, I'd like to express our, our deep condolences to the tragedy that occurred in his family. For those that aren't aware, his daughter committed suicide. He tried to work through that period. Wasn't obviously coming into fruition and stepped away from the project due to, well, personal stress reasons, I guess. Grief. You can say grief. I can say grief. Yeah. yeah. So that aside... I'm not thanking I'm not his atta- daughter for committing suicide. No. I, what I'm saying no. is I'm glad Zack Snyder's gone. Yeah. So I want to stress that during this review, we may attack the man's work, but we don't mean any ill wishes or feelings against him and his family life. Mm. But I think that his his film I work think that is goes up for grabs. Pretty much standard for everyone we talk about, except when Seb talks about anyone. Why do you think I'm doing this, Johnny little Depp, PSA, Angelina Jolie? Why do you think I'm doing the PSA? <laughs> so Matt Damon. Yeah, the personal life is one thing, but the film that he produced, well, that's our domain. So, yeah. all right, Justice League. It's come out. It has. Uh, they oh, production notes. They yeah. said. Thor is like a second-tier Marvel character. This is the Justice League. We have the Trinity plus a few fan favourites in this film. This film needs to, for them to consider it be a success at Warner Brothers, open stronger than Thor Ragnarok. It did not. No, it did not. Yeah. And they consider, yeah, Thor on the same level of, like, if Cyborg had a film for himself. So... Starting off, I haven't looked at the box office of this film to date because we normally review these films like the week that they come out. We've waited a week because I want we wanted to see how it sat, give it some time, give people you know a chance to go see the film. 
Well, but it's not looking good. Definitely this, wasn't scheduling issues. This no, of course not. Weekend <laughs> is that we are recording is Black Friday weekend, yes. which is uh, traditionally huge weekend for movies. This is the second week that Justice League has weekend Justice League has been out, and it was behind, is behind Murder on the Orient Express. Really, already. Wow. That's it is, not, nothing is Murder it on the Orient Express, projected, though. Uh, no, Murder on the Orient Express, great movie. Definitely a better movie. Uh, and Justice League is projected to make a $100 million loss. Good. Because they spent something like $800 million on this movie. Which is funny. So Marvel's got the Infinity Wars, yeah? Mm-hmm. The budget for those films, because they're filming them together, is set at one billion dollars which will set a record when that happens when it's official and all closed off but that's one billion dollars for one set of filming but it is for two films so that's still that's a fuck ton of money yeah and looking into a little crystal ball they're probably going to make it back on their opening weekend (laughs) yeah it's just it's incredible the parallels between these two companies when they're trying well when dc is trying so hard to catch up and the, it's just seeing them take every wrong step is... Well, they're not learning from their mistakes. Every, every movie, except with the one exception of Wonder Woman, has been terrible. Yes. And Wonder Woman was given to a director who fought for her vision and thought through what she was saying and what sort of impact this had, paid homage to the comics without destroying any characters... And we have a success. When you look back to BVS, to Suicide Squad, even to Man of Steel, yes, they were given to a director with a strong creative ideal, but with the exemption of maybe Man of Steel because it was a standalone-ish movie, moving that into the extended universe with Zack Snyder at the helm didn't work. And then they just kept pushing forward with that same gritty, uh, moody grossness. It's funny. So this film, even though it's come out after Wonder Woman, actually started filming before Wonder Woman. Yes. And obviously Batman v Superman came out. It got its reception. Wonder Woman had the time to fix up what was seen as the issue because obviously the Suicide Squad came out. And then that had an even worse reaction to Batman v Superman. Bottom had time to change the tone and be consistent. This film didn't get that much of a chance. It had a bit of a reaction to um, Batman v Superman, but it didn't get a, to react to how Suicide Squad was taken. Are in. we not taking into consideration the almost half the movie that was reshot when well, Joss Whedon will, came I'm going to get into that. Joss Whedon, sorry, okay. here's what the research I've done has, has shown me. The original cut of this film, with this, this is with Zack Snyder at the helm, was 245-ish minutes long, 240-something minutes long. Uh, through a couple of leaked emails, it came out that it was, quote, deemed unwatchable by the Warner Brothers executives. It was too dark, it was too long, that was it. So they gave Zack Snyder a, a studio mandate. This film will not go one minute over 200 minutes. In the end, I think it came out at 201, including, you know, eight minutes of credits, whatever it is. Yeah. So that was that. They had to cut 45 minutes 
of film that was fully edited in, not just filmed stuff, stuff that was in the final cut for their film, 45 minutes was taken out. Then Snyder stepped away because of the family tragedy and they brought Joss Whedon in, who by most reports reshot 20% of the film. Mm -hmm. Now, from what I've been able to tell, in that 20% that he reshot, every single one of Superman's scenes was a reshoot Bar one. At the very end of the film, when Cyborg and Superman are ripping the cubes apart, that is the only Superman shot that Snyder filmed. Everything else was a reshoot by um, yep. Joss Whedon, which, ex- which we'll get into a little bit, explains why he looks so funky for the entire film. Which is, oh, I love that. It's so great. So Whedon comes in, reshoots 20% of the film. And Whedon's known for his humour, I guess. He's not a comedy director, but we've seen him do Avengers. Well, okay, Buffy so he before. hasn't got a directing credit on this movie. Which is only weird. writer. I guess maybe he's stepped down, maybe... He, he wouldn't, I mean, obviously everyone knows he did it, but he didn't Alan Smithy this, but it's just 20% I thought would have been enough arbitration to give him a part unless I he wanted. I honestly think that it is in Snyder's contract that he is the director. Yeah. The end, not co-director. That could be true, true, true. But I'm going to say, in the history Maybe books... Joss Whedon had a look at it and was like, yeah, I'll do it, but oh, don't put my name on that. <laughs> do not. Well, that's, that's, it's actually a thing. They call it doing an Alan Smithy. It's if a director disowns a film, they will chuck that name onto it. As like, I'm, I, Sebastian, am not taking credit for this film. And they'll put that, that name on it to be like, this has been disowned by its director through the... Like in Suicide Squad, how the edit was taken fully out of the hands of the director. Yeah. He could have done that. I mean, some of the... Uh, is the Screen, Screen Actors Guild? Yeah. They won't allow you to do that or something. Like the you know, little uni, um, union mm. they're part of. But yeah, it's a thing that they can actually like just take their name off it um, yeah. because like they had no control. But it's possible as well. So, but Whedon just... Didn't want to. Maybe it was out of like respect for Snyder with the family. Like, there's yeah. no, there's no line on this. We don't know. Also, it, it has come to light in the last couple of days that Whedon wanted changes that the studio just wouldn't allow. Um, so there was a lot of micromanagement from an executive level. Uh, yeah. But also watching the movie, it's very obvious when you see what has had been filmed, and then you cut to a scene that Whedon filmed that continues almost exactly on. So, with uh, one scene, it's where Cyborg first, like, shows up side of the lake. Yep. Yeah. And so Batman and Wonder Woman are talking and they finish talking and then it cuts to a scene of them walking along this lake and that, so it's, it's cuts, Snyder cut, Whedon. Yep. <laughs> and that happens like seven times in the movie. There's one when, yeah, Bruce first meets Aquaman and yep. they're talking by the side of the water and then it does like some close cuts with some extra dialogue and it just looks like terrible green screen behind them. But yep. then on all the out shots, it looks like they're on location. But, oh, that aside. Um, yeah, so do you want to talk about the moustache? I love this point. This is one of my favourite things for this film. Yep, yeah, sure. Okay. Henry Cavill is currently filming Mission Impossible 6, I want to say it's 6. six. Yeah. His sure. character has a hilarious Bob Burgers, Bob, Bob's Burgers style moustache in that film. Yep. I believe it is, is it Paramount that's just doing that film or is it Universal? I think it's Paramount. I believe it's Paramount. Whatever it was. Some other studio is doing that. And they bring Henry Cavill back to refilm pretty much every single scene he was in Justice League. Mm. 
and he has this horrible moustache and then not allowing Warner Brothers to remove it. Yeah. And but this has to be like a pissing contest between them, right? Like, Oh, absolutely. It's a lot easier to give someone a fake moustache than it is to re- digitally remove one, right? Like this is just a enjoy spending your money, yeah. you dickhead sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. And yeah, we have this really weird uncanny valley upper lip sort of situation going. It totally changes his face. It does, doesn't See, it? He doesn't look like Henry Cavill. <laughs> I brought this up with my fiance, and she was like, oh, I thought it was a bit off, but I thought that was just because they brought him back from the dead. I was like, well, I suppose you could read into it like that, but he had a moustache on his face that they wouldn't let him shave He off. looked weird in the very first <laughs> yeah. scene of this yeah. film, which is the a shot before his death well, as well. Well, honestly, yeah. when he first came on screen, I'm like, is that, is that Henry Cavill? If they... Yeah. Are they replacing him? <laughs> or is he just fully animated there? Like, what's going on? It didn't look like him. I know, yeah, it's... It, looked, it was weird. This... Oh, we'll get into it, I guess, in the review, but I have so many comments about how this film looked. Well, any other production notes? I yes. think that's for me. Yeah, I'm done. I have one. Good. Lawrence Fishburne was uh, asked to come back and reprise Perry, the um, mm. reporter guy. But uh, I've, I've, I've written down... Uh, the career gods smiled upon him. <laughs> uh, no, he had uh, like a filming clash or something. So oh, he couldn't actually come back and do it. They filmed Willem Dafoe for this film as well as a new character, not in it. Well, you have to cut 45 minutes out of something. Yeah. I don't even know who he played, but he was fully filmed and did all of his roles and just cut. Well, good. Do you have anything to say? I wonder if he still gets paid. <laughs> no. Yeah, he does. Yeah, good. Because it's time on set. Not time on screen. screen. Yeah, true. The best. <laughs> the best kind of time. <laughs> Take that. Uh, well, do you have a really fakey, Zem? No, I just had a lot of great realies today. <laughs> like, I was no, prepped I have in the right way. Um, Nothing else is worth I it. I mean, <laughs> Danny Elfman composed it. He, he definitely referenced John Williams' Superman score. Yeah, uh, I points. read an interesting interview sure. with him, actually. Did you go through his little words that he had about it, this thing? No. Oh, he was pretty much just saying, because, okay, Junkie XL, the guy that did Batman v Superman, the mm-hmm. soundtrack for that, mm-hmm. he had fully scored this film. Whedon came in, got rid of every single one of the songs and then brought, <laughs> and brought Elfman on to replace him. Yeah. And Elfman's like, I don't understand. We have the Batman 88, um, 89 song, whatever, the one with the Tim Burton one. Yeah. We have that iconic song. We have the John Williams Superman theme. People know these songs. They love these songs. Use them. And that's why he put them in. He's like, the work is done for you. These songs are iconic. They go with these people. You're being creative in the wrong way. You know, I, think that, only- I mean, that, does, that absolutely describes the DCEU. Creative being creative way. in the wrong way. You're making changes for the sake of change. Oh, sorry, I will apologize. They didn't remove Wonder Woman's theme song. That was still in there, like the electric yeah. guitar, yeah. sitar thingy. Yeah, that was still there, which I think Junkie did do, but he also did it with Hans Zimmer, so... If I'm going to fact check, maybe Hans him into that one. I don't know. But Who knows? Yeah, I, I just love that he came in. He's like, all this work has been done for you. Stop. And mm. just, yeah. Mm. And I'll say that like, the music was, it made me smile a couple of times in this film. Maybe one of the only few things that did, but it did. Oh, well, let's move on to tweet nonsenses, shall we? Or, or No, movie babies. Yeah, movie babies. Movie babies. I have, and I'll be I have right movie back. babies. My movie baby... Uh, number one is Gods of Egypt. Now, if you want to know my opinions on Gods of Egypt, uh, there is a written review on our website 
of Gods of Egypt, I was not tactful uh, in writing it. So it definitely has the spectacle and the implied importance of the characters mm. with no justification of it in the actual film yep. of that movie, as well as the token humans who you sh- who you're meant to feel connected to as a, a human a faced with a god but never really connects. Mixed with movie, uh, the movie The Room. Tommy Wiseau's yep. The Room because mm. the dialogue in this movie is terrible. The editing makes no sense. And you meant it, it kind of... It acts like it wants you to feel emotions about things that are just mentioned in exposition. And, like, I'm not a huge fan of the DC universe to start with. I don't have these feelings towards these characters that just seeing them on screen will make me feel something. Yep. And I feel like this movie really wanted me to feel things that I just have no idea about. So... The Room and Gods of Egypt. Now, that might spoil my judgment on this film for everyone a little bit. No. <laughs> I think we've all been forthright with our feelings from the get go here. Yeah. Uh, Alex? Um, okay. So there's a. <laughs> I think Seb's seen it on my page. Um, there's a YouTube series uh, by College Humor called Badman. It's their Batman collection. <laughs> Um, it's pretty funny. It's it's like that, but not as funny. <laughs> and um, X-Men Apocalypse, because you get all these characters that you just don't care about. X-Men all... Apocalypse was in my original babies because of how much recruitment goes on in this film. Yeah. But, and like, yeah. Well, the big bad it should guy be a recruitment film. Yeah. The big bad guy that, you know, he's all powerful, but he needs these other things so that he can be <laughs> these three other things that it can be all powerful. Um, it was just like, yeah, you're going down the same path as what was it, Fox? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's no, not good. No. Like, just stop. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're my two. <laughs> Mine's a smorgasbord of options. Are you guys familiar with the German director? I think it's German. Anyway, Yui Boll? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. He's... He's famous Shocking. for terrible movies. He does a lot of terrible... Well, I mean, a lot of terrible films in general, but he does a lot of, specifically a lot of terrible um, video game adaption uh, films. I'm just any of them, Bloodborne comes to mind, but honestly, mm. 99% of the films that you find that, apart from Resident Evil and Mortal Kombat, are him. Yeah. So just like any of his films for the logic at use, the way that they look and the way they're presented on screen in general, mixed with... Yeah, the tone of Batman 66, but minus all the charming campiness, just if you remove everything that made that show endearing to you as an audience, yeah. that. But I love Batman 66. Yeah. I really do. Was that the, the TV show? With yeah, the was, yeah. 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 But if you took away all the charm and all the, all the fun and laughter from that film, and it's just like, imagine them all phoning it in, mm. every, everything. All right. Tweet Nopsis. Who's got one? Oh, yeah. A League of... Uh, hang on. A League of Justice. Oh, hang on. <laughs> A League of precisely six people, some with superpowers, some with money, must defeat what I assume is DC's Thanos, <laughs> pretty much. It's Thanos' sidekick. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's yeah. Well, it's... Ronan. Yeah. 
Yeah, kind of. It's yeah. like they, they, oh, he even had yeah. a big, well, he had an axe, but Ronan had a hammer. That's really similar, I guess. Uh, hashtag weird blurry upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> um, Warner Brothers goes out of their way to further twist the knife in the back of 70% of their audience's childhood. <laughs> Why did I have to see this movie? Hashtag never again. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So before we get on to our significant lists of what we didn't like and uh, rail a little bit, what did we like? What did Snyder slash Joss do right in this movie? I have six points. Are okay. these six positive points, are they? Well, no. I, <laughs> I, I, I have six points. It's about the six characters, like the six main characters. That you like? Like these just, are good things. This is just like I'm just going to put them out there. Okay, first. this is, this okay. is a, before we get into what we like. Because I have like. three yeah. three things that I like. Well, we'll let him do his. We'll go yeah, with yeah, his sorry. list of characters, then we'll go into what we like. Because I get some stuff that I want to talk about too. The Flash, or Bruce Allen. What is his name? Barry, Barry Allen. Allen. I thought it was better than the Spider Man that we got this year. His like quirkiness. His like he was he was funny. It didn't seem too pushed. I like the actor, which maybe. Um, Ezra Miller is a great actor. Yeah, I think that's probably what pushed me over because I really like his performance. I honestly think it's Ezra Miller surrounded by these terrible people. Well, Mm. these dour people, you kind of really latch onto him and go like, oh, thank you. Thank you for being pleasant to watch and listen to. Can I negatively (laughs) comment on Ezra Miller's real quick? No. While we're on wait, the wait, wait for our next things. We're talking about things we like right now. No, this is just, this is just, this is just a character breakdown of oh. good and bad things. I just, I like Ezra Miller. I think he's a good actor. I just like that we had Sheldon Cooper from Big Bang Theory as the Flash. Like, I agree with you as well. That's what, <laughs> but I think his performance is good. I just don't like how they wrote his character. Yep. Oh, there's nothing against Ezra. Like, he was fine. That's fine. Yeah. People like Big Bang Theory too. I, I mean, 50 I, 50 on hey, it. Alex, I Alex, Alex, I enjoyed it too. Yeah. But I also agree with Sam that that is not the right character for The Flash to have. I, uh, I got the, like, the whole sense of like wanting justice for his father, like the links between yeah, Peter yeah. Parker and Barry Allen. Sort of, and which is the that, right way to play him. Honestly, is, it is. Yeah, that's great, and that's why I came to the conclusion that I liked this Flash better than the Spider Man that we got. Have you seen the Flash TV series at all? With no, I have not. Better, I Flash. mean, I say uh, I prefer the act. I the, watch. The, the, that thing there because that that it's more. He's not geeky like this one. He's yeah. just a he's a forensic scientist in that one. Like he's smart, but he's. Yeah. He's so much more earnest with everything he does. Like he just wants to get his dad out of prison, and that's yeah. his. Yeah. Like that's he just wants that, and it's quite beautiful comparatively. Anyway, sorry, what was next? Uh, Batman. Um, ring, ring. Sorry, I'll, let me, I'll, I'll just hand. I'll just hand uh, Mr. Affleck his phone. Make this <laughs> make his performance a lot easier here. Yeah, right. Oh, um, sleepwalking through this one. It was. It wasn't he was great, way. but they tried to make him funny. I don't see Batman as a funny guy. I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, okay. Like, who else? Who who would you give the jokes to? Barry Flash. Allen. Okay, but Flash isn't in eighty percent of the movie. Yeah, Batman is. Aquaman. Make the twenty percent that he is Again, in the movie. 
Aquaman's Bunya. not in. 80% of them. I know. Like, like Batman is this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. But he shouldn't have been funny. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's not a funny guy. I agree, but yeah. there's no one else to give jokes to. And that's what exactly. Joss did. Like, Joss yeah. came in, I mean, he put jokes in. Make Wonder Woman. No, actually, I'll uh, step on that for a second. When that footage came out at um, San Diego Comic Con, back before Joss, when Zack Snyder's uh, daughter was still alive and he was on the project and everything, um, they had footage of the film shown and he was cracking jokes in those too. Like, I think the plan, honestly, was to have a funny Batman. Ugh. What was next, Al? Um, Superman's upper lip, which we've talked about already. I, I didn't like that. <laughs> Some call it the lip of steel. Others oh. call it the lip of CGI. Yeah. Not, not great. Not great. Funny point <sighs> about that, though, is that after they said, no, you can't because you won't have time to regrow it, uh, Tom Cruise broke his ankle, so he definitely would have had time <laughs> to regrow it. Oh. Take that, Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he's like, the real <laughs> villain here. <laughs> Schadenfreude. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman. Um, I liked her. She was probably the only character that I thought was on par with her previous. Well, her movie. That, they played her pretty consistently yeah. in all three now. Yeah. Like, uh, at the start with the the bomb thing, like I've then, got points about that. Okay, that, that'll wait for it, things that I don't. I mean, like. I, what I wanted to say was it wasn't the best, but like it was still like yeah, that was her justice. You know, like mm. yeah, go, yeah, from go gal. in all the three movies, she is the character that is the, the, the being the standard. Yeah, yeah. she hasn't. Um, Cyborg was just confusing and probably needed his own movie that no one would have watched to get his story. I will say... Super bad CGI. Oh, God He just looked like a a computer game character in a, you know, like a cutscene. I know a lot of the reshoots that weren't with Superman were with him because the studio said that his character was just too depressing. So Whedon had to come lighten up. And his character was still, not, not depressing, but still a very sad character. Yeah, it was but, depressing. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like, apparently it was like really depressing. They were going to focus on, I think, a lot, because his mother also has been killed in this yes, universe. Yeah. I think they were going to focus more on, I think, I'm alive as this monster. My mother was killed. My father's responsible. That sort of dynamic. And it was just Snyder, stop. Like, stop making everyone tragic. It doesn't, it's not fun. No one wants it. And then Aquaman, I, I thought he tried to be too funny. Also, he's a bad actor. I mean, it's, I don't think he's a bad actor. I just think that they wrote him to be to try to be too funny. And maybe, like, but maybe. if all you need is someone to stand there and look imposing, then that's not an actor. That's a someone. That's 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 I mean, just a, a model. Try, try and make him funny though. Make him like serious. And I'm not arguing. Yeah, that just they like, didn't treat him right. Yeah, I will yeah. say, I don't think, for me, I, I didn't feel like it was trying too hard to be funny. My issue was literally, literally, every one of his jokes were in the trailers. Like, they didn't save any Aquaman punchlines that weren't in the trailers. Every single one, even him riding the thing down like a surfboard through a building yeah. was in the trailer. Like, everything. I, I didn't see a single trailer for this because I, I wanted everything to be a fresh disappointment. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I was prepped. I knew how this film looked okay. before I saw it. So, things we liked. I enjoyed Superman in this film. This is the first. That film. is one of my notes. I think Superman was dealt with well in this film. 
Uh, and I guess a lot of that goes to Joss Whedon. Uh, I think this is the best depiction of Superman we've had in the DCEU. The opening scene where he's being interviewed by the little kid podcasters, you sons of bitches, um, and, like, you know, the S, and like, you know, it stands for hope, and it's like, but it's an S, and he gets a little thing about, like, the running river and everything. Yeah. It's actually a really sweet scene. And he was not being a cunt. And these kids were toy. It was great. Yeah. It was just like, this is Superman that has the two seconds to spare to do something inspirational for kids. Like, mm-hmm. it was perfect. And then at the end as well, I mean, I had problems at the end, but mostly a good Superman. A mostly good Superman. What, the lifting the building. It's on my bad notes. It's on my bad notes. <laughs> but, but the idea that he left to go save people is a good note. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I agree. Superman was Superman in this film. He wasn't conflicted about whether or not he should be Superman, which is something I've wanted since the very start and something we should have had at the end of Men of Steel. Uh, So I think BVS is mostly to blame for that. When I first saw this film, I messaged you both and I said, two moments of this film made me smile. One was that one before the film, wasn't it? This was yeah, it's like the cold open. That one there where Superman is doing his little river speech. And the other one, which not only made me smile, but actually got me to give a genuine laugh. And it was Superman again, is when he went he was resurrected, went crazy, destroyed the Justice League, which is actually a bad note for me, but that scene there. And it's when the Flash goes to have a go at him. This is my favourite scene. The yeah. only point in the whole movie yeah. that I'm like, this is exciting. Yeah. I want to see what happens here. And Superman's one eye yeah. tracking him. It looks goofy, but it was like the way that Barry was selling like the holy shit face yeah. when he realised that this guy is keeping up with him was brilliant. Like I really enjoyed that scene. That's nothing. We won't ever get anything like that from, say, the Marvel movies. Like, There's no dynamic that we can see that at play in yeah. because there isn't a character like Superman. We don't have that one character that is just fuck off powerful. Yeah. And it was great to see, oh, I'm fast. Oh, God, he's well, fast. Well, I will say we have had that moment in Marvel where it's, it's where the Hulk ragdolls Loki and everyone's just like, oh, my God, yes, that's hilarious yeah. because it's like you can't stop the Hulk from doing that. And yep. you, you may be a god, but he's just going to slam your face into the ground ten times. <laughs> that's that is true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that's this moment where you're like, okay. And if Barry gets punched by Superman even once, he dies. Yep. <laughs> Which is another thing where he gets hit by Stephen Wolf and nothing happens. Um, there is a reason, but they don't give it in the movie. And we can talk yep. about that later. I don't care about mythos. If it's not in the movie, it's not in the movie. Uh, Flash has a healing factor pretty much. That's it. But I know, I know. <laughs> they didn't tell you in the movie because it's, um, it's like he's like he showed up for the first time here yeah. without any backstory. Uh, so that, that is the one point in the movie where I'm like, yes, I want to I see this next five minutes. Uh, so, and what's your third point? No, I smiled twice. Oh, um, you no, too. No, I no. had three. You, you told us it was when um, the the backstory of um, Stephen, whatever his name is. Oh, the, shit, yeah, it was. I apologise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three yeah. smiles, yeah. It was the huge, thank you for my yeah. the, um the huge 5,000-year-ago battle scene showing Steppenwolf's first time coming to Earth where we have the, Amazoni- the Amazons and the, um, the Atlanteans, the all the, the old Green gods, Lantern. and the Green Lantern, all just having this massive fight. Now, it did look like the DC Online video game, which is kind of a down point, but 
Honestly, I like Green Lantern as a character and having that Green Lantern so, get killed and have his ring fly off made me smile. Having Green Lantern there then, where have the Lanterns been the last... 5,000 years? Ten, no, the last even the last 10 years when the Kryptonians arrive first and then when Doomsday is created. Save, like, I've got a very similar bad point. We'll save it for later, but I... <laughs> It made me smile seeing the Green Lantern. And all the original um, promo work for this film was literally Unite the Seven. And it was, they have Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Flash, Batman, Superman. That's six. All their original work had seven. And Green Lantern is the missing Justice League member. I was holding out till this film came out, hoping that he was still going to show up as a cameo, like actually like in the role. Is that what, um, what's his face filmed? Defoe? Yeah. I no, doubt. I don't think so. That would have been great. Like a William Defoe as Green Lantern. Oh, maybe. I, honestly, I don't like know really the role of the film. They should definitely get Ryan Reynolds back. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, he'd love that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So those are my three points of smiling. And two out of three of them were Superman. Uh, which is, I haven't said that since, not that we've reviewed it, but since Christopher Reeves. My... My third one is I did like Cyborg as a character. I think he was poorly handled, but I think they have given him a lot. Out of all the characters, they've given him the most to move forward with, Mm. whereas Flash, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman are all just kind of themselves. Cyborg is actually an interesting character that I want to learn more about uh, moving forward. Uh, So those are my three good points. Do you have any more good points? Um, there were a couple of grinnable moments, like uh, after Superman throws uh, Batman down to the ground and, and it's like, oh, I think I'm bleeding. Like, it, it got, Oh, yeah, it when got, Superman gives him the do you bleed line. It, it got a smile out of me. I don't think it was great, but... You mean in the, you mean in the part where Superman is holding... Batman by his bottom jaw, yeah, and still somehow Batman manages to talk. Yep, whereas all his weight and his armor is being held by his bottom jaw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. That yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I, as long as we're clear, no, ju- just after that. Yes, where, yeah. where he talks when he's on the ground. That same fight when Wonder Woman, we say Superman headbutts Wonder Woman. She headbutts him back. And then he gives her like a full headbutt, which implants her into the ground. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Like, just like, like who's more powerful? Oh no, it's it's him. It's a hundred percent him. Well, he's more powerful strength wise, but her power is meant to be her magic, right? And he traditionally in the comics is weak to kryptonite and magic. So yeah, go but she didn't figure. get a chance to use her things because he put his hand in between them and yeah. stopped them from doing um, whatever they do. One one problem, well, actually, one thing that I thought they might do is, you know, when Lex Luthor kind of creates the backwards Superman. Oh, Bizarro! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that they might be going along that line. Yeah, and, yeah. Which would have been cool. I feel for like a movie on its own. Yeah, for a movie we, on its own, I agree. Are we moving into? I no, I just I just. Like? I have other things that okay. I would. Yeah. It was just we were talking about that scene and I thought, you know, is he's beating the, up on them all and then he sees Lois and then oh. he just keeps beating up on them. That would have been... Can I... Why wasn't Lois plan A? 
He thought that the power of friendship was enough. It turns out what friendship? They Martha. literally fight each other, <laughs> then they team up for ten minutes to fight Doomsday. Then Superman dies. Yep, that's all the exposure to each other they've had. Yep, I know. I'm just they're not friends. <laughs> I know. They are well, he did save his mum. Maybe they thought that they ended on a good <laughs> note. I don't know. Maybe they forgot the other three hours of that movie. <laughs> Oh. Can we move on to bad or is there any more good? Um, 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 like I'm personally out of good, I, but... I thought I had something else I wanted to bring up. Just bring, If you remember, just bring it up. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's that formula's laxed. But today it is strict. Um, okay, I personally have a list first, of questions, but like, first and foremost, my biggest gripe with this movie, Wonder Woman. We all liked it. We all mm. recommended it. Loved Patty Jenkins' work. Love the design of it, specifically the Amazons and everything there, which is great. Full armor, kick-ass women fighters. Yep. Come to this movie. They're wearing wearing leather bikinis. Yeah, they are leather bikinis. They sure were. And yeah. I think I said when we were talking about going into Wonder Woman, if I saw a chainmail bikini, I'm out. This movie gave me a chainmail bikini. Is like that's not what a warrior wears. Yep. And these are warriors literally going into war on horseback to fight some supernatural god being. Let's put on our bikinis and get our spears and ride our horses. This point, and a couple of points I want to bring up. Honestly, it's almost like none of these people watched the film before. Yep. And the tragedy is. Snyder directed the film before and wrote it and the film before that. But there's such a lack of just internal continuity. Like, this is the armor these people wear. No, let's just do bikinis this time around. Like, it's ridiculous. And there's so many other things that aren't just, like, costume-based. Yeah. You just cannot fathom how they plan on doing this. Like, let's build a universe, but, like, it's like they got that thing from Memento where they just forget every 30 minutes. I mean, yeah. the Amazons probably just make new armor for themselves every week or so. They're women. They must sew new armor, yeah. right? Like, I feel particularly safe today, so I'm going to wear my <laughs> shitty armor. Like, oh. Uh, um, oh, this thing started uh, doing stuff after 10,000 years. <laughs> Better put on the leather bikini. Also, <laughs> giant glass ceiling in this... Fortress. In, in this yeah. fortress that he somehow just well, has to cut through the ten freaking layers of stone to get out rather they, than just through the glass. They the forgot top. that he was a ten foot tall giant with a super axe, <laughs> even though they some of them were there to fight him the first time. Uh, okay, can I start my gripe list? Yeah. It's, it's a gripe list, but it's, it's not... Well, we'll see. Um, one question I want to throw to both of you, and I think I may have done both privately, is... Okay, so end of Batman v Superman, Superman is dead. We have his funeral and the dirt rises off his coffin to, sim- to show us as the audience, hey. Something's going on. Yeah. No, he's actually dead in this movie and yeah. they have to like rig him up Frankenstein style to bring him to life. Yep. Did they watch the film prior? No. Like that's well, it. Like you, you wrote this, Zach. You fucking wrote this. Yeah. Maybe it was just metaphorical. Like, oh, the dirt is rising from this film that's covered in dirt. Like, yeah. oh. Don't worry, I will address that when I fix this movie. Why did Cyborg look so bad? Just want to put that out there. He's a featured character. Also Steppenwolf. Oh, my Both God. Both of them looked like video game characters, like actual playable game yep. footage characters. Yeah. They did not look 
like Normally, movie characters. Snyder does his action scenes have that for me. Like I said, in Man, Man of Steel, it looked like a video game when he was yeah. fighting Zod. These guys does every fucking scene. Yeah, like, every single one. Well, Steppenwolf was a hundred percent CGI. Yeah. Um, Cyborg though, was it Ray Fisher? Is that yes. right? Yeah. He was actually on set, just covered in motion capture dots and stuff. Like he was there. Well, yeah. Well, you can see half his face yeah. and whatever. Okay. So Batman rips into Wonder Woman. I'm just over, under, over halfway into this film, saying, Tre- Steve Trevor died, you're a coward, you went into hiding, why weren't you a hero? At the beginning of this film, prior to all that, we are shown that one woman is not hiding, where she stops those terrorists from blowing up that building and killing those people. I think the, what he's referring to is how Superman is a symbol of hope, whereas Wonder Woman isn't being a symbol. She's just being like a background go-in-when-she's-needed fighter. Yep. So I think it's, it's more about the idea of a hero, yep. whereas like Batman's always like the anti-hero hiding in the shadows. He's, they're trying to get at, now that Superman's died and there's no symbol of hope, the earth is falling apart because people can't cope now that there's no Superman that they only had for like a year. That's one of my other points coming up. Um, okay. So the Justice League is formed because there's no more Superman. Yeah? Yes. And they need to organise because he was so powerful. They need to all team up to defend the earth. And they got that handy YouTube uh, video list from, yes. like, from Luther. Yeah. So they only exist to pretty much fill the gap that is now formed in Superman's death. Yeah. Superman is now back, Justice League disbanded? Yeah, well, hopefully. It was well. shown in that one scene that they are useless when he single-handedly, mind you, while half crazy, took out every single one of them until he decided not to. Yeah. Like, they are useless in this film the second he comes in. And it's like, they build him up to be so important in this film that when he rocks up, it's like, oh, God, he is so important. The rest of you are now, why are you here? Yeah. It's uh, Superman greater than Justice League. Yeah. I, uh, just quickly, those bug things. The parademons, yes. Yeah. Are they what Batman is fighting in his mm-hmm. yes. thing? Okay. Right. Except in that vision, they're under Superman's control. Right. Weird. Okay. Why did Superman dying cause racism? That was what the beginning of this film implied to me. So no one liked Superman. Man of Steel came along and he was a villain. The government hated him. He wasn't a villain, but no one liked him, yeah? Batman v Superman came along and there was all those um, court cases and Congress hearings about how he needs to be put in check. He's a menace. We don't like him. And he dies. But there was also, there was a few scenes where the populace adored him, but the governments didn't know how to deal with it. But they also had the scene where he was being rallied against outside of Congress yes. by people. Yes. So, like, for me, this franchise has just been showing Superman is shit. We hate him. He's too powerful. He's dangerous. We don't want him. We got rid of him. Oh, no, we, we had a secret crush on him. And now yep. we can't be with him because I mean, he's dead. Like, it's terrible, right? The only way you can explain that is is just not enough time or storytelling to get across what they actually mean. Like, it is only referenced, I think it's referenced three times in exposition that the world doesn't know how to go on without Superman. But we don't see any examples of what that actually means. Yeah, well, the problem is we never had that quintessential, 
the world loves Superman. If this is Christopher Reeve's Superman, yeah, and he died in the second movie, and then in the third movie he came back, I could understand in that world what they were missing out on. Yeah, but in this world, they've only focused on the hate, yeah. and that's it. Like, good, that guy you hate died. Is the world in a giant party right now? No, you're mourning. Why are you mourning? What we needed was when Lois Lane was in the Middle East, he accidentally stopped all conflict in the Middle East because there's a Superman and if you fight anyone, he'll come and destroy your weapons. And then he goes to Russia and topples the corrupt government. And then when he dies, it all reverts? Yeah. Yeah. And then, then... these bad people rise back up into power. Yeah. Two minutes. That's what would have fixed it. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> to, but to be fair, two minutes in a previous movie. Yeah. 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 You needed um, to you needed to build Superman up as a hero of the people rather than just an enemy of the state. Why did Atlantis not have any lights? Who knows? How bad Who knows did it look? anything about Atlantis? How bad did it look, though? Yes. The director had to come out on Twitter and literally say, that is not what my movie looks like. Do not judge my movie off that. That is 100% not what my movie is like. All the underwater scenes look terrible. Horrible. All the animation was terrible. Like, I don't know what Aquaman's going to look like in his movie if it's under underwater. Why like, did they need an air bubble to talk in? They're sea people, right? Like, right? That's their, that's, that's their, their thing. thing. That's another thing. The director came out and said, there are no air bubbles in my movie. They are underwater. They are talking there. The action's all there. You can see things. Like, it was like he just saw it for the first time and was in shock. Like, you have fucked up my what, movie. Snyder said this or we? No, the director of the Aquaman, of Aquaman movie that's coming movie. out next, movie, oh. next year. Literally, go ahead and say, that's not what my movie looks like. Do not judge my movie off that. It looks oh, so much nicer. Because, right. okay. like, this is like the first trailer effectively for that film, and yeah. it just looks like dog shit. Um, oh, there's, no, there's, there's two Atlantises. <laughs> There's the one where they keep the box, and then there's the other one where they live. <laughs> well, well, to be to be fair, on on Themyscira, the box was kept well separate of everything else, so yeah. maybe it's just like an old ruin somewhere. True. Okay, why weren't Lois and Martha shocked that Superman had come back to life? They were just like, "Oh, about time, mate! You've been dead for a year and a half, whatever it is, but here you are." I'm not shocked. I'm just your mother and fiance. Also, separate people. What is <laughs> what, what was? the point of that scene that they had at the start of the movie. It's just like, oh, yeah, we still exist and we're still sad. You sure are. <laughs> the end. Apparently the original, I'm not sure if this was shot or just written, but remember how when Clark came back and he was crazy, he was looking at the leak and his eyes kept changing to X-ray vision mode and stuff and he couldn't control his powers? He was meant to go back when he would think his mum would then do that thing from Man of Steel where she's like... Calms him down. Calms him down and gets yeah. him to refocus his powers. Which admittedly... Oh, I believe that was actually a Zack Snyder one as well. It's a good idea. Yeah. It's a really good idea. That's what I mean. Why weren't they plan A rather than let's just beat him into, into the ground first? Well, I don't think they, okay, the plan wasn't to beat him. Cyborg's the machine plan was went to crazy. restrain him. Like Wonder Woman and Batman were prepared to fight him. Yeah. If it went bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like why wasn't, why weren't they there? Like, those are the two people that he Remember how kill. Batman had a suit that he built to fight Superman in? And he just didn't wear it? <laughs> just didn't wear it. Just didn't wear it. Well, that's okay. Apparently... So I, I he heard. did wear... He did wear an undershirt that has very defined muscles... Yeah. ...stenciled onto it for reasons. I saw that. I was like, weird. Mm. It's... Well, it's so strange. So many strange choices. Um, okay. 
So this is Steppenwolf's plan. I want you to find the fault that I have found with this. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. plan was to change the Earth into a new apocalypse, which is mm-hmm. the planet that he's from, and then destroy the Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I, th- I love doing? I love buying a house, moving in, heavily renovating it, and then bulldozing it and building a new house or just bulldozing it and just lighting the land on fire. Oh, but when you're a bad guy, that's all you want to do. Right? That's the Inconvenience motive. people, oh, then destroy it. But like he wanted to change it and then destroy it. Yeah. Oh. Just changing it makes destroying it easier probably. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, Steppenwolf's character, after failing the first time in that big battle 5,000 years ago, mm-hmm. he says he was exiled from his people. Yeah. Then... Later in the movie when he comes back, he's working for his people, mm-hmm. but he's still in exile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he has a boss, but he still claims to be exiled and he needs to do this to come back to his people. Look. But he's exiled. Yeah. I only, this is my filling in the blanks. Yep. I think he's exiled because he lost the boxes. Yeah, then that's exactly now, what happened, yes. Yeah, okay, so now that, the boxes have brought him back and he can get them again. He has a chance to get out of exile. He can't come back from exile without the boxes and the boxes have brought him here to reclaim them. And uh, that wasn't even exposited in the movie. I'm only assuming. This is something that I'm thinking of now as well. Maybe he needed to make the the planet look, look like... Apocalypse, yeah. So that he would have the the power to destroy the planet. Then also, also maybe they don't I say mean, it, but it's no, a good no, idea. No, yeah, but, but I'm just Seb. That, yeah. just, I just want to build on your point and make a declaration. Steppenwolf is the worst villain ever. I prefer him over Enchantress from Suicide Squad. I, I legitimately at least do. Enchantress had a motivation. But she was she the dancing thing. She was unintentionally funny. This guy, he was nothing for me, but I he mean, wasn't you, humorous. You cannot say that the design of Enchantress is better than the design of Steppenwolf. No, Steppenwolf looked terrible. <laughs> yeah, like, and at no point was he threatening. Like he literally ran away from the Amazons, yeah. assuming that the Amazons couldn't defeat him. Okay, my next point is about Steppenwolf again. Yep. So, they're, they're, I think they call them this in the movie, but those portals that he transfers through... The boom s- tubes. Boom tubes. That's the name. That's from the comics, whatever. It sounds funny, but that is what it is. They say in this film that they work by transporting you from one mother box to another mother box. As long as they're active, you can transform, transport from one to another. In the comics, there are like eight or nine mother boxes. In this film... We are told that there are three mother boxes. How does he teleport to the first mother box when he doesn't have any other ones? Well, magic. The, again, I assumed there was another mother box somewhere that this mother box was communicating with to bring him there. So that would assume that wherever he was, there was another mother box. Which would have saved time to take that one with them, but right? But these were his three mother boxes yeah. that he controlled. So, again, I, th- I sound like I'm apologising for the movie. It's just like I think this is what I thought up in my yeah. own head to fill in the blanks because that's what I do when I'm watching a boring movie. What kills me is the hardcore DC film fans will say to questions like mine, Oh, you, you just have to read into it. You just have to, you know, 
put some higher thinking to this thing. This film is not going to spoon feed you the answers. The problem isn't a lack of spoon feeding of the answers. The problem is this film doesn't care. Yeah. It just wants to move you from one set piece to another one with very tenuous links. It's not smart. It's actually dumb. It's yeah. actually that's what pisses me off. They're like, no, 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 no. You're just being stupid about it. No, I'm not. I'm being intelligent about this. The movie just never stopped to think why. Yep. And that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I'm almost done. Sorry, guys. Aquaman to Mira. Mira's the the his girlfriend, soon to be girlfriend or wife in Atlantis. She goes, you know, you're born of both worlds, blah, blah, blah. You must go and save them. He's like, awesome. I need one thing from you. I'm going to assume it was the trident. Which are the no, five-pointed trident. The five-pointed, the, the no, no, it was, penetrant. It was a penetration of a different kind. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, let's assume it was the five-pointed trident, yeah, okay? The, the, the penetrant. Penetrant? Sure. Anyway, he gets it. And you know what happens to him? Literally nothing. His powers don't change. He's not stronger. Nothing happened. He could have been like, you know what I need? A wooden leg and gone to battle in the same way. Like he, he builds it up like, you know, this is like Iron Man leaving the cave and putting on his mark, his first, you know, this is of armor. getting me on there. Yeah. And <laughs> nothing happens. Nothing. When, the, when the Suicide Squad, sorry, the Justice League are fighting Steppenwolf without Aquaman underneath Gotham, Gotham Harbor. And Steppenwolf grabs the missile, blows it, and the water starts pouring in. And so does Aquaman. First, first question, <laughs> how did he know they were there? Second question. Was he just waiting? Only one person in that tunnel had ever seen him before ever. And he just rocks up. No one asks any questions. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, I saw you on the movie poster, so I guess you're meant to be here. Welcome to the team. Was he just like literally in the ocean, just outside this pipe, going like, "Oh, my time will come soon." Yeah, Any he was in Gotham Harbor or something. <laughs> like, I know these fuckers. There's going to be a flood. Yeah, like, oh, it's so bad. Um, okay, Steppenwolf is said to have come in this film due to Superman's absence. There's yep. no longer Kryptonian protecting the planet. That's cool. I like the idea of Superman being such a point of fear that villains will stay away from the planet. What about the other 4,970 years that occurred prior to Superman's birth and death? What about them? What about them, Sam? Yep. Uh, they weren't in the movie, so we don't have to think about it. So, yep. fuck you. <laughs> it's just pretty much. And just two more, I think, unless I've read these before. How does Superman lift an entire apartment with without one it falling hand apart? without it falling apart? <laughs> Yep. You know, like when we move houses, when they take the houses. Sexual integrity. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you oh, yeah. well, houses we know, move, we know right? that Russian tenements are known for their building integrity. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, just in case of nuclear fallout, right? <laughs> this isn't so much a question as it is a point. You say Steppenwolf is the worst villain. I'm going to say the parademons are the worst henchmen. Because if, any, if, if I was a villain and I found out that upon capture, my henchmen explode. And not only do they explode, they explode a rendering of the three MacGuffins I need to dominate the world onto a wall for someone to find. Right. How is that? What the fuck was that? Who? Someone wrote this down and said, it explodes, giving the picture of three mother boxes on the wall. And that gives Batman the idea. Like, but what it, are these? No, no, no. It wasn't said, even necessary. He had several depictions of that. 
we did that was just for us. Yeah. It was just for the audience. But some, was, someone, Zach, wrote that down like, oh, it's brilliant. And then someone, his editor came in and was like, that's a good idea. I now, agree. This. Two it, people minimum thought that was a good idea. It might not have been Zach. It might have been Chris Terrio. And then Zach approved it. <laughs> I have to think that Joss at some stage had decided to leave it in yeah, as well. So minimum absolutely. three people have touched this and been like, Maybe that was I one agree. of the things that he was like, we need, to get, we need to get rid of this. And Warner Brothers was like, no, no. We the, have audience a- is, <laughs> the audience is dumb. They need this so that they can connect the docks later. We have a range of Parademon water balloons in production <laughs> that when you peg them at the ground, they explode and leave three <laughs> cubes on the ground. So like, listen, we ain't going to step on you, but you don't got to step on us. Like... That's all the written down complaints I had, which, mind you, I did 20 minutes before getting in my car to come record this. Okay. Um, Anything else? I have another few points. Our main cast, all of them, never bleed. Really? None of them. Batman says he bleeds. Internally. Internally. We see bruises. No one bleeds. No matter how many times they get hit by Steppenwolf, no matter how powerful Steppenwolf is, no matter how human their bodies might be or might not be, none of them bleed. Batman and Flash definitely can bleed. Definitely I mean, we see Superman bleed in Batman v Superman, but there was like the Kryptonite thing. I I can put that to the side. Yeah. I think Aquaman's meant to have like tough skin, like fish scales. They don't explain it. But And I think Wonder Woman... Is she bulletproof in this series? No, she she blocks bullets with her, her wrists, yeah, her braces. So now, again, about the explosion at the start, yeah. Wonder Woman is now also a speedster. Yes, that was yeah, that was one of the complaints. She he has a machine gun, machine gun, and she's twisting and contorting, blocking them with her braces. How useless do they make the Flash seem in this film? Right between Superman. Speak, be, being faster than them in their fight. Yep. And then, yeah, Wonder Woman catching 20 bullets in you know, a fraction of a second. The only note that Flash does is rescue three humans. Another point that I have, why do we keep cutting back to this family in this apartment when nothing happens to them? No, no. They just hide you know and then they get rescued. The little girl grabs Chekhov's bug spray. Yeah, yep. And then missing scene <laughs> where she probably, I assume, this is the this is gets all eaten by the parademon. I believe these Russians are actually um, Whedon insertions by my research. Probably. So he, it's 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 a good it's a good idea to insert some human interest into yeah. the story because we don't have Lois Lane and Martha in the in the story. I agree. So you should have devastation. You should have some stakes, but. Having a family that don't actually interact with the bad guys apart from hiding from them or seeing someone actually get hurt, there's no stakes in this movie. And they didn't follow through. Like I said, she grabs the bug spray and it lingers on it. That's the the point of that little clip there was to be like, oh God, is the little girl going to try and attack these bugs or something? We don't get a follow-up. No. Period. Just dropped. Honestly, I feel like it was a joke. Was the the little girl thinks that bug spray is going to help? It wasn't funny. No, it wasn't funny. It was, it was like that's the, actually really dark. Yeah, <laughs> like this little girl's going to go out, and it's like uh, my assumption was she was going to go out at the very end of the fight, go out and try and spray one of these, and it was going to turn on her. And just like Iron Man two, where he saves the kid with the Iron Man mask, yeah, Superman would then swoop in and take out that demon. Yeah, that was I I guarantee that had to have been the build up. 
Didn't and they just didn't make it in. Didn't, didn't make it in. I just, oh. I thought the bug spray was funny. It, I appreciate, like, okay, that's going somewhere. Let's see what the punchline is. But the punchline didn't arrive. I it thought, felt like a setup. I thought that was the punchline. Like, mm, oh, Alex. This little kid thinks that bug spray will get rid of them. Because I read Good it as you. tragic, like, oh, no, she doesn't understand how serious this is, which is terrible because it didn't actually feel that serious. Also, Steppenwolf gets taken out by nine of his own henchmen yeah. that okay. none of the others have had any trouble dispatching all of them. Can I yeah. do an on-the-fly rewrite of this film? Just No, off. that's my job. Just help me out. So, both do Batman... At the beginning of this film is hunting parademons. Yeah, we yeah. just we did just a given. Too bad we don't. Let's not show their first encounter. Let's just have him a full alien expert from the go. So he captures the criminal, the cat burglar, makes him terrified to attract the parademon because they're attracted to fear. Although, side note, they can smell mother boxes, so I don't mm. know why being attracted to fear is a relative. Anyway, whatever. Quick little rewrite. Batman doesn't... rewrite's already gone for a minute. <laughs> Batman doesn't know about the parademons. We just cut to Batman just saving someone in Gotham, taking out a cat burglar or whatever. He's just Batmaning. And instead of having Wonder Woman save people in the bank, we have the opening, the scene where the, um, the Amazons are taken out by Steppenwolf and that the parademons are there. And Wonder Woman finds out that they were attacked by the demons and she as the special character, has to come to Batman and be like, Bruce, there are invaders from around the world that are here. And that brings Batman in. So we have Batman being Batman and Wonder Woman dealing with the sci-fi and fantasy shit. And that also writes out the fact that Wonder Woman, they have that whole scene where Batman complains that Wonder Woman's not being a hero, but we opened with her being a hero. So it fixes up that scene. And also it has the character that should know about um, Steppenwolf bringing the knowledge rather than Batman, who should have no idea about Steppenwolf bringing the knowledge. I like that you call him Steppenwolf. That's his name, right? You say wolf instead of wolf. Isn't it Steppenwolf? Steppenwolf. With an L? Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm hearing Steppenwolf. Oh. W-O-O-F. That just might be how my tongue works. (laughs) I thought you were saying Steppenwolf, like... Wolf from Star Trek? Yeah. Like a dwarf. Oh, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf. I also really hated the arbitrary uh, sort of dislike between Cyborg and Aquaman. Like, why do they hate each other? Oh, because there was was that whole subplot that Cyborg might turn on the team because he was built from a mother box that they... Oh, but they do nothing with. I just remembered. Yeah, they don't even have a scene where he overcomes it. Nothing. No. Yeah. Uh, But why does only Aquaman act out on it? Because they're both keen on Wonder Woman. Oh, but they cut out the part where Cyborg was keen on Wonder Woman. I'm not yeah. joking. Yeah. Yeah. Competitive over the woman. That was um, it, yeah. Yeah, let's definitely sexualize this great character yep. that is there not to be sexualized. That's what Alfred did to her as well. Yep. Like, about time someone on this house is going on a date. Eight, eight, eight. Oh, I'm Cockney. <laughs> uh, Alfred was bad in this movie. Also, they destroyed Batman. Everything Batman can do, anyone else can do better. As he does, he cyborg has better gadgets yep. and can control Batman's own gadgets better. Like, oh, it'll work for me. I'm I like, agree. Okay, Batman ba- has no reason to exist. Batman in the comics, when they play him along other other heroes like this, they tend to put him. They'll push his intelligence. Like, but in this movie, I know. Well, <laughs> he had one moment. One moment. 
Which moment? Plan B. <sighs> that's it. That, that's literally, that was literally it. He's making the plan. Yeah, that was, but that I'm not plan saying it's good B, enough, but it's that there. That should have been plan A. Yeah. And the world's greatest detective can't find Flash or Cyborg. I'm like, come on, you guys. He did find Flash. Yeah, okay, yeah, he found Flash eventually. He's like, oh, I'm having trouble tracking this guy down. It's like he's some kind of speedster or something. <laughs> well, no, keep track he of still him. lives somewhere. <laughs> why does he keep moving? They also never explain why Flash keeps moving where he lives. Also, knows? when Flash is walking into his house, maybe in the scene where Batman's sitting in his second favourite chair, yeah. um, why was he walking into his house? I'm not a speedster. I'm going to make the assumption neither of you two and the majority of our listeners, not speedsters. If I were a speedster, I would never stroll anywhere. It comes period to economics, Seb. The more he speeds, the more he has to eat. <laughs> and he, unlike Batman, does not have the, uh, the superpower of money. I consider myself to be a very ethical human being. If I've got speed powers, steal yeah, I would definitely steal. Like they would be at Macca's making the Big Mac and they would go to like fold the paper over it and they would look down and it would be gone. But also he's not super <laughs> stealthy. Whenever he runs anywhere, lightning's hitting everything. Yep. Like he must just destroy computers every day. Yep. And he had a lot of computers in that room. Yeah. So it's probably why he doesn't like to use it. <sighs> but then he does use it when Batman throws the thing at him and then he destroys all of his uh, <clears throat> things. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <sighs> shall we do the do the thing? Oh, we, uh, Firstly, anything else can I just had? say worst poster ever? I didn't see it. Uh, the one where it's got all the different symbols. Oh, in you, for, you can't you can't save the world alone with the flash for the O and the cyborg for the C. They put and their, the their S for the save. Their crests in to replace letters. And my ugh. favorite is the sideways bat symbol for the E. I'm like, oh, shut up. Get out. out. (laughs) Is that... Can we go to verdicts or is there any other pressing issues with this film? Mm. Okay, I want to talk about Elmer. I was talking about, in general, my feelings compared to Batman v Superman. Because I want to say that this was... I I can't decide if this was a step forward or a step backwards for me. I'm going to put it out there and I need you guys to help me because I can't work it out. Batman v Superman was too self-serious. It didn't work for me in that regard. I didn't, I didn't buy into any of the premises they were throwing forward. This film, nothing felt like it had any stakes. The jokes either did land kind of or didn't land at all and it looked like shit. But technically, I think Batman v Superman was a better made film. I think it was written better. Yeah, I, I don't think it was I, good, but I think it was better. No, I think it was a more exciting film. This was just boring. Whereas but the, the, the Batman v Superman for me was a better film, but this is weirdly a more watchable film. Like if I had to rewatch one of them, I think it's this one. I mean, comparatively, just it's shorter, but also lighter in tone. And like the and not that being light in tone is a good thing, but comparatively, the the darkness that BVS went into was too dark. I just can't tell. Like, they're both fucked in two different directions and yeah. I can't tell which one I, I prefer. Think it's, for me, it's much of a muchness. I would choose this one because it's shorter. I think it's bad in exactly, in, in very similar ways. In ways, I think Batman vs Superman as a narrative makes more sense. Technically, I think much this, better film as well. Technically. Yeah, yeah. Because it didn't just, have just as many cuts yeah. and whatever. Also, Batman in this film, whenever he's Batman, never walks in a door. 
he drops down from the ceiling after everyone else walks in. It happens more than three times. It happens in Star Labs inside the ship. How did he get in there? Batman's. This is a kind of a good point, but you know when like they raise Superman and they all go to fight him in front of the statue? Yes. They left Batman there and he yeah. had to like, I assume, run there by himself because like Aquaman and Wonder Woman can do that leap thing, Flash is Flash, Cyborg can fly, but Batman gets there like five minutes later and I just have to think he had to just like in his heavy costume just <laughs> run across. <laughs> I expect him to show up literally exhausted. <laughs> Been doing this for twenty years. <laughs> like, oh, yep. like that was funny for me. That wasn't a bad point. It was just like, why the fuck is he? <laughs> I assumed literally when watching it. Oh, he's putting on the death suit. Yeah, but- that's Plan B. Plan B is the kryptonite suit. Also, I mean, it's this. It's the Hulk problem as well. Um, when Superman's resurrected, all his clothes get burned off except his pants. I'm who okay are with undamaged. that. Can you imagine CGI bottoms and mustache? I. <laughs> I'm not saying I want him to be naked. I'm like, just don't have perfectly dry cleaned pants when everything else has literally been burnt off. Okay, sorry, I just remembered, I did crack up at one more moment in this film. When Lois and Clark are back at the farm and she's like, oh, you smell good. He's like, didn't I always smell good? I was like, is that embalming oil? Is that what you're smelling? (laughs) Because he just came out of a coffin from a funeral. He wouldn't have been embalmed. Well, I don't know if he would have been. I don't know, but like he's Superman. You can't break through his flesh. Well, don't they still coach you with like oils on top? No, 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 okay. not at all. It's all internal. Because I was like, I literally whispered to my wife during it. I'm like, is she talking about all the funeral oils? They and also with? at the very end, <laughs> at the very end, it seems like, it seems like Clark Kent is back at the Daily Planet. How are they explaining that Clark Kent has also come back to life like Superman. Also, Lois Lane calls Superman Clark in front of a lot of police officers. Frickin' Aquaman calls Bruce Wayne Batman Batman. in front of all the Norwegians that do speak English, mind you. does Wonder Woman. Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Like, secret identity is not a real thing. It's like no one edited the script. (laughs) No one just thought, do you want to read over that before we know this is printed? Just print it while it's hot. Like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, okay. So let's do verdicts. No. <laughs> don't watch it. You don't have to see this even once. I think you can not watch this movie, watch the rest of the DCEC, DCEU after this. I don't think you'll miss out on much. This didn't add much to the story. The superheroes are now teaming up. Uh, Superman's alive. The yeah, end. that's pretty much it. Oh, Steppenwolf has a boss, but it doesn't matter. Steppenwolf has a boss. They call him by name once. Yep. Uh, Dark side. Spoiler alert. Alex? Yeah, nah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh, it's a no. It's definitely a no. I'm just... I just can't place it in the fucking franchise. That's where my problem is. Like, I just... Man of Steel, I hate to say it, is unequivocally the best film in the series. Even more than Wonder Woman? Oh, shit. I forgot Wonder Woman existed because it feels like a completely different franchise. Yep. No, Wonder Woman's the most enjoyable. I, yeah. But then again, technically, I think the best film they have made is Man of Steel. I think the most enjoyable film they've done is Wonder Woman. I, w- I would go with that. I think Man of Steel was more enjoyable than Wonder Woman. But again, but, that might have been novelty. 
Maybe. And then Wonder Woman, we're already suffering a little bit of fatigue. I just... This, this franchise is... You know, people always talk about superhero fatigue. When will the bubble burst? Obviously, it's not for Marvel. They Thor broke more records. Like, they are going... Every time they release a film, it's stronger than the next one. This is the company that will kill superhero films. So for those that are waiting for it to stop, they watch DC. They're killing it. They, they can't keep funding it. Like, this movie is the one that broke their streak. This movie will not make money back. And that's a big loss. A hundred million dollars is a big loss. All their marquee characters. Yes. Like, it's incredible that this is fucked up as badly as it has. Well, honestly, they rushed, they rushed ahead. Like, Marvel did the right thing. They, individual character movies, build and build and build and build, then put them all together to get all the audiences ever excited. And what's well, so okay, They don't want to do that because they don't want to copy Marvel. So what do we have here? One of our first uh, post-credit sequences because, yep. oh, we can copy Marvel a little bit, just not in the way that makes a good film. Yeah. Did you watch it? Yes. Did you end up seeing yeah. it? I know, I know Alice isn't familiar with the Deathstroke character. That's fine. Uh, are you any bit familiar nope. with it? Okay. But can we all appreciate bad facial hair mm-hmm. that looks like actual straw that was meant... Like, I don't know what they're doing. Even their, even their teaser for the next film looks cheaper than the film we just saw. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch the next one because that's what I am as a human being. Does but that I am, mean that we have to? Yeah, it's already booked in. I am washing <sighs> my hands... Of this until the reboot. I am done. I, I hope for a good film. I'm not going to be a dick when it comes around. If there's a good film, I'll call it I as am. I see it. I am. I'm out. But like, I, I was 100% serious about Chainmail Bikinis. Like, yeah. they've ruined it now. Like, I was excited for Batman v Superman. I was disappointed. I was excited for the trailers for Suicide Squad. I was beyond disappointed. This stuff, the trailers didn't even excite me. But I thought maybe this is this this will break the combo. The other ones had good trailers and there were bad films. Maybe a bad trailer means a good film, and it fucking didn't either. I'm the cartoon, the cartoon movies that DC does are actually phenomenal. Some of them are so brilliant. All of them, I are highly recommend than this. them. <laughs> All even the worst is yeah. better. But some of them are actually just great movies. Not even good cartoon movies, just great movies. Also, and I recommend scripts half of them. better than this. Yeah. Like if you want your DC on screen action. Hey, Christopher Reeves did a pretty bang up job as Superman. Uh, and you've always got Nolan's Nolan, Dark Knight. Yep. Yeah. And Wonder Woman is fine. Like I said, yep. like I, when I say I wash my hands of it, she her, her solo film was fantastic, and probably be the next good solo film we enjoy by them if it's because there was the same director on board again too. So God bless hold, Patty Jenkins. Yeah. So we could hold out for that, but he's even killed Affleck for me. I really liked him as Batman, and even in this film, it wasn't good enough. Like he got me through Batman Superman a little bit because he was enjoyable. But not in this one. And he was actually a better Batman technically in this film. But then the acting was shit. Like, they just can't fucking get them both right. He was a pretty terrible Batman. I mean... But he, was, he, but he wasn't no, a villain. Not, not I mean. Affleck, but I mean, Batman as Batman. This is probably the most incompetent Batman that's ever made it on screen. He is 20 years into being Batman. He that did, should make him smarter. From the dead. <laughs> that should make him, like, broken and, like, I'm sick of doing this the whole I, I appreciate that they like, oh, he physically can't stand up to these people anymore. That's, a, that's an issue with him getting older. But he should be compensating for that in smart ways. Like, he should be... Well, you, I, will fix it, I will fix it in my remake. <laughs> well, let's, let's get started on that because I want to put this stuff to, the, to bed. Yeah. Okay, well... 
Are you going to give me anything? Like I, I'm no. I, 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 I mean, <laughs> I'm happy to give you free reign to fix this because they had a lot of encumbrances on them, like having to write a script and then proofread it. So I'm not going <laughs> to put that on you. You can just. Do I it haven't scratch. written a script or proofread it, but I have a few points. What do you want from this movie? You want to introduce interstellar bad guys, Steppenwolf and Darkseid. You want to meet the Justice League and you want to like the Justice League. You want your Justice League to have actual characters. So they're not all going to be like, oh, I've got these superpowers, but I'm really conflicted about whether or not I should be a superhero. Oh, oh, e. Oh, you're the exact same? I don't like you arbitrarily for some reason. I was born underwater and you have machine parts. Don't like it. Okay. Exact opposites. Am I right? It's exact opposites. I suppose, I suppose the cyborg was a lava man. That would be better. So we start off no Wonder Woman at the start. We have Batman. And Batman is trying to... He's doing exactly what you said. He's aware of these things that are hanging around star labs, these parademons, and they're, they look to be searching for something. And he has all this backstory. He, has, he, knows what, he doesn't know about the mother boxes, but he knows that they're looking for something and they're fighting things. And he probably recognises them from that dream he had. Yes. Also, using uh, Commissioner Gordon, he is mentoring the Flash... He's sending him tips on things and he's grooming him to become a superhero all from kind of the shadows. And the Flash knows that something's going on, that someone's similar to what uh, Luther was doing in Batman Superman. Yep. But he's doing it this way. Now, all the while while he's trying to track it down, he is in turn getting cryptic messages that are leading him to leads about the parademons. These are coming from Cyborg. Cyborg is actually embedded somewhere in machinery because the mother box took control and he has moments of lucidity where he's trying to send out help and information about where he is and what's going on. So the team-up comes when exactly Steppenwolf attacks uh, Themyscira. Yep. And the Amazons are wearing their armour from Wonder Woman and do a pretty good job of fighting him, forcing him to run away with one of the boxes because he can't fight them all together. You mean because this is pretty much the same army that took him down the first time? Yes. Yeah, it's almost like consistency in, in script, yeah. Yeah. Then we we move on. Like Batman is playing the aged... He's playing an old character. He can't do it. And he, so he's got all this, like an Iron Man suit uh, that he has to put on to fight these parademons. Uh, so he, like you said, Wonder Woman comes to, Bat- to Batman and says, they're here. Uh, it is Steppenwolf, a warrior that we fought 5,000 years ago. He wants to prepare the world for the arrival of his master Darkseid. He's not going to destroy it. He's preparing the world like the Silver Surfer for Galactus. Oh, so you mean he's doing one of the two things he tried to do that don't conflict with each other? Yes. Oh, that's cool. That's what he's doing. <laughs> um, and now that he's here, he can, he's slaying millions of people around the world to build his army of parademons. Yeah, we actually never see him in this film, apart from the flashback, change someone into a parademon, do we? Correct. They show us that he can do it and then never the do it. No one bleeds, ever. We need to see horror in the streets 
and like actual chaos where people are like, we got rid of all of our guns. We got, we, we're a peaceful nation now. How do we fight without Superman? People calling out for Superman, for a hero to come save them. And so that is where, so that is, that forces Batman to recruit, uh, recruit the Flash, who is totally in. He's groomed. He's ready. He knows what it is to be a hero. He's still awkward and funny, but he's keen to be there. And when Steppenwolf goes to Atlantis, that's when Aquaman says, hell no, I'm going to kill you. And then they meet on the battlefield when they come to Star Labs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then it plays out pretty similarly. Uh, Superman comes back and he actually goes crazy. That fight scene is more evenly balanced when they're all fighting him. But when... So let, let's say that Aquaman can match his strength, but Superman's a lot faster and he can match Flash's speed, but he's a lot stronger... Etc. 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 So he actually lays the hurt on them a little bit, but they also lay the hurt on him a little bit, and making them seem not a hundred percent useless, right? Yep. Not a hundred percent useless. Yep. <laughs> and I, I guess the final battle is not against uh, Steppenwolf himself; it's against the army. It's against the Parademons. Uh, so they actually have to team up to watch each other's backs as they destroy the parademons. Okay. Uh, and it's not a freaking MacGuffin where there's three boxes that they have to kind of push apart. It is literally kill Steppenwolf. Sounds good. And I think Superman has a moment where he has the chance to kill Steppenwolf and he won't and Batman kills Steppenwolf with some gadget gizmo. That like now that C four, they've they've broken his axe, they've broken his helmet, they've torn his armor off, and Batman sees that Superman won't kill again, and swoops in and just kills him. I'm actually okay with Batman killing aliens, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean it ties in with the Batman we got in the last one. Yeah, too. it does. Killing everyone. <laughs> yeah, and cyborg of course, has been rescued when he's separated from the mother box that has taken control of him. Um, so he is actually the first fight of, I just the, of had the Justice a, League. I had a thought. This isn't about your movie. This is about the movie we saw. Don't do it. No, I'm going to do it. So remember in BVS when Batman has the daydream and you know, Superman's evil and controlling all the power mm-hmm. demons and Flash comes and tells him the key is lower slain, blah, yep. blah, 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 blah. Was that resolved in this film? No. When Superman went crazy and could have killed Steppenwolf while evil and taken over, and Batman brought Lois in, Lois Lane to bring him back to sanity, is that the, is that legitimately straight off the future that was diverted from that vision? I don't think so. Because I don't know, but either, but it's like it does fit exactly. Like, oh yeah, didn't crazy- they say something about saving Lois Lane? Did he say save? Oh, maybe he did say save Lois. Yeah, maybe he did. Because I know it was like Lois is the key, but I think it's protect Lois. Maybe it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not then. Don't know. Well, I mean, good. it's not. It's not easy. It's not hard to introduce characters that are different from each other 
and add a little bit of drama in it. Like, I think they're still leaning away from the BVS, from uh, not BVS, from Man of Steel, where they got so much lashback about killing so many people in in the city. And well, like, they've, they've, this is now about three times have avoided that. They had yeah. Whereas this time, city literally no one squad. dies yeah. on screen or reference dying off screen. But now it feels weird, right? Like. Yeah. They went from populated city yep. to abandoned city in Suicide Squad, abandoned island in Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman was on an abandoned airfield, mm-hmm. and this movie again is in an abandoned fucking nuclear fallout town in Russia. Also almost abandoned with like what, one apartment building and a family of four or that's three? That's all that was there. Like that's, it's such a neck snap. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Superman. I didn't mean to say that. It's such yeah, a head turn from what they've done, but it, I don't know. Oh, also, most important part, uh, Superman is absorbing solar energy in his thing, but it, he just can't absorb enough to resurrect himself. And Batman knows this. And he knows, and, well, he figures out that one of the boxes could do it, and he just does it. There's no, like, oh, what if he's a zombie? We don't know anything about anything. Batman knows exactly what's going to happen. Yep. And so that's why he will have Lois Lane and Martha there. Yeah, good. All right. Well, that was a movie. By the vague definition of movie. No one watched it. It was was a movie. It was released at the cinemas. It had credits. If you just care about Superman, I guess you could watch it because he's probably the the best he's been in a while. But he is in five. But unfortunately, yeah, that and he's surrounded with 99% bollocks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. I love you. Okay. Thank you for listening, everyone. So, if you want to get in contact with us, there are a number of ways to do it. You can go to our website, which is secondtakepodcast.com, or you can email us because we have one of those things. We are secondtakepodcast at gmail.com. And always, we've got Facebook, you know, Facebook slash second take. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That one. Or well, Second Take Podcast, you you find it. Yeah. And Twitter, at Second Take TNC. Or we we have an Instagram, funnily enough. Sometimes we post video. No, well, actually, we have no videos. No videos of some pictures, yet. though, that are funny. <laughs> there was a quite a smart tweed jacket on there the other day. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, I got bored. Um, <laughs> really? Also, um, if you guys want to support the show, we also have a link to our Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Second Take. Um, this is a, a, a big variety of ways that you guys can give to us. It starts as little as $1 per month, which is 12 bucks a year. And it's pretty, pretty low and pretty simple. But we've also got sort of a group goal going at the moment there. So once we hit our first target, which is collectively uh, $50 a month, we're going to release uh, all of our reviews of the Monty Python film series. Uh, and then yes. the idea is ongoing from there for every little milestone we hit, we're going to do extra series for everyone. So sort of a... So please go on and sponsor us so that we can review the Monty Pythons because I can't watch them until then. It's true. We're not allowed to watch any movies unless we're reviewing them. (laughs) And yeah, if you want to have a listen to any of the other podcasts that any of us are on, um, go to thatsnotkindofproductions.com, which is the mothership for all of of our other podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. In one of them, I'm a wizard. It's pretty good. Yeah. And I get to torture that wizard. It's even better. (sighs) And maybe just one day... There'll be solo podcasts that we do. That solo you can find podcasts, there. yeah, where we just talk 
at ourselves. Yeah. Yep. The Good. best kind of Fun. podcast. No interruptions. Right? Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> none of, none of this over talking of each other. <laughs> <laughs> I do like to think fans will literally pause just to be like, that's that's not true. <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> just because it's you in the room by yourself, Sam, doesn't mean you're incorrect. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks very much for listening. And go do all the things on social media. Hooray. Okay, so you find yourself in a rustic tavern. It's lit by a fire and a half and a grumpy-looking bartender. And uh, I will to crime. What? I will to crime. Oh, crime. I'm proficient. I assist. Sweet. I will to crime with advantage. Okay, all right. What crime exactly are you committing? Uh, to steal the hearts of everyone listening to us right now. No, I take it back. <laughs> Laura Disorder is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast where the worst kind of people team up to rid the world of slightly more worse people. It's a whole thing. We're not the worst. Follow us on iTunes or on your podcatcher of choice. Find us online at that'snotcanonproductions.com or find Laura Disorder on Facebook and Twitter. And now, on with the game. A That's Not Canon Productions podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.